Hello, I am Teresa, a lover of all things birth, and this is a space to come together and hear the most beautiful love stories surrounding birth. A birth story is as healing to tell as it is encouraging to hear. Come along with me to hear empowering birth journeys full of strength, vulnerability, love, and maybe a little meconium. This is Birth Addict. Welcome back, birth addicts. This is episode 40, and today I have four birth stories for you today. Ashley is coming on to share her very different birth stories, so let's go ahead and get right into it. Thank you, Ashley, so much for coming on Birth Addict today to tell your four birth stories. Can you start by giving us a little introduction about who you are and your family? Yes. Hi. I'm so pumped to be here, and I feel like I'm telling my stories all the time, um, so I'm excited to do it on a podcast. Um, I am 31. I live in Arkansas. I have four children. And my husband runs a business, so I help him. So I'm a stay-at-home mom. Um, currently, work from home mom because I work that. Yeah. Um, and basically, just mom life is my life all the time. So <laughs> relatable, so relatable. <laughs> all right. Well, I'm so excited to hear four birth stories. Mm-hmm. So let's get into the first pregnancy. Just give us an overview of how that pregnancy was. So I was actually in college and I found out I was, I was 19 years old and I found out I was pregnant with my daughter. Total shock. That one was a total shock and she's 11 now. So couldn't imagine life without her, but the pregnancy was definitely kind of like thrown to the wolves kind of thing for me, just with my family dynamics. I just didn't have anybody to Mm-hmm. Tell me anything. I'm not. That was before phones were just like super fast, right? <laughs> so you couldn't even hardly Google them. Um, that l- pregnancy, I don't remember anything really being off about it yeah. at that point. I feel like it was a pretty good pregnancy, but I was young though, so that's probably why I remember it being so easy compared to being 30 now. Um, it's a little bit harder to be pregnant at 30. <laughs> But I literally, it was by the book, everything you could ever think of by the book. I went to um, the OB and every appointment was quick and easy and nothing was ever wrong. Never failed any of those tests. And we were going to be induced because it was about an hour and 20 minute drive to the hospital that I was birthing at. Wow. So I didn't think anything of it because I didn't know any better at that point or any other options. So I was like, okay, sounds great. Like, uh-huh. whatever that means. And I actually went into labor on my own three days before that was scheduled. Wow. But it took me 12 hours to realize I was in labor. And my contractions were five minutes apart when we realized I was in labor. Because <laughs> all day I'm like, man, my stomach hurts. So weird. I don't know why. <laughs> That labor is just very memorable to me Mm -hmm. because I didn't know what was going on. I went all day. Um, My husband at the time, we were working cows, and I just kept going to the ranger and being like, man, my stomach hurts. I just have a stomach ache. And it was like on the dot every hour. (laughs) My stomach hurts really bad. 
And then it started getting closer together. I think it was like 30 minutes. Like, oh, ow, that one really hurts. I don't know what's wrong. I must be sick. Still oblivious. <laughs> Ate Mexican. Oh. Consumed so much salsa that people were wondering if I was okay. <laughs> Not sure what the deal was with that, but I was already in labor. And I had like six bowls. That would probably sped it up. Because from that time... They started being 20 minutes apart. Okay. Dough, stomach ache every 20 minutes. Must have been the salsa. Yeah. <laughs> and then I went and mowed our yard. Okay. On a wrapping <laughs> <a> lawnmower. <laughs> I drove it down our dirt road from my mother-in-law's, which was very bumpy, and mowed half the yard. And I'm like, I can't do this. I'm sick. I am so sick right now. <laughs> and about that time, we're about to go to Walmart to get some last-minute baby things. Right. For Tuesday or Monday, whatever day we were being induced. Mm. And I was like, I don't think we can go. Like, my stomach just really hurts. And then every five minutes, I'm going to my bed and just laying down in pain. And Adeline's, her name is Adeline. Her dad... He's a cattle farmer, so he's like, maybe, maybe you're in labor. <laughs> oh, maybe so, you know, like we're just totally oblivious. <laughs> we're ta- we start timing them. They're five minutes, and it's like my entire body is contracting, and I'm like, oh, hunched over. You know, like when you're a seasoned mom, you're like, obviously. Mm-hmm. But there was no one around me to be like, hey, honey, you are about to have a baby. So uh, we called the hospital and they're like, oh, you have an hour and 20 minute drive. You need to get over here. Mm-hmm. Your contractions are five minutes apart. And I'm like, okay. And the ride was horrible. <laughs> it was just every sense of being in labor and having those contractions. And just when they would hit, I would just ask him to be quiet mm-hmm. and the other times, I'm like, I need you to talk. I need you to talk, talk, talk before it hits again, you know? Uh-huh. And I got to the hospital, and I was out of four, which having kids more than more than one, uh-huh. sometimes that's not a big deal, you know, to be out of four. Uh-huh. But my contractions are five minutes apart, so they were like, okay, we're going to admit you. They admitted me. Um my entire family was there. I'm the oldest of four girls. Oh. And I am really close to my my family. Um, definitely was at that season in my life. So it was like my father, my stepmom, uh, all my sisters who were in school still because I'm oh. old. And I was only 19. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there was a couple friends of my little sisters <laughs> all in this hospital room. And I'm laboring. And we're just all hanging out. And then, of course, my at his, his family, mm-hmm. they were all there. So he's got a brother and a sister oh my and goodness. his mom. And they were all there. Just, I think there was 12 people. Wow. I know, which is so funny now. Because I was like, I wouldn't do that now. That is crazy. All, tons of support, for uh-huh. sure. Yeah. But I was in a lot of pain. And then I... Got an epidural. I remember them saying, okay, you can get an epidural now. And I was like, okay, whatever that is, it's going to 
make this stop, right? Mm. And I, I was um, at a six. So every hour I progressed like two centimeters, like oh. just right on the hour. The trajectory is two. Wow. Yeah. So four, six, eight, ten. So I didn't get to the hospital until eight thirty or so, and she was born at um, it was right after midnight. So wow. Yeah, it was pretty fast. Well, yeah, it was pretty fast. Yeah, and that was my. I'll just make a note. It was pretty fast, but that was my longest birth. (laughs) Which you can only imagine when we get to the car story. I'm excited for that one. (laughs) So once they did the epidural, everyone was like, oh, you're like a whole other person. Mm. And I labored, I guess, quietly because I wasn't feeling, didn't feel a thing. It worked exactly how you would want it to work. Mm -hmm. And I remember my sister one of my sisters was sitting on the bed and said, Hey, it's like, I feel funny. I was like, you might want to get up. And she's like, okay. The nurse comes over and she's like, Oh yeah, your water broke. <laughs> I was like, I thought I felt funny. <laughs> so I was at a 10 actually at that point. Wow. Um, no, my water broke out at eight. Okay. So it was 40 minutes later that I was at a 10 and it was another, I feel funny. And they got everybody out. And I pushed for 10 minutes. I got sick oh. during it. I'm not sure if it was <laughs> the salsa. Or, oh my goodness. Yes, I'm about to have a baby. And it just completely by the book. She was born, no issues. And now she's 11. And wow. it's sad. So, <laughs> wow. There's that birth story. Okay, it well. It's just funny not knowing I was in labor for so long. Yeah, it sounds <laughs> so, like, straightforward, I guess. Yeah. But I'm curious if you remember, if you have it written down or whatever, how big was she? And um, did you have any tearing? And what was your healing like? Adeline was seven pounds, five ounces, um, 19 and a half inches long. I had a minimal tear, nothing that needed stitches. The recovery stage, I remember, it's, it's been 11 years ago, but uh-huh. it was scary um, just because being so young, you look back and you really, as far as being a woman, haven't had too many years of even um, having any cycles, so it was, it was pretty scary, honestly. Because yeah. I, again, did not have anyone to say, besides the nurses at the hospital, were like, you know, this is what it's going to be like. And, mm. you know, here you go. Sitting yeah. with some underwear and pads. And, yeah. was, oh, my goodness. Like, this is, is rough. Yeah. It's a this shock if you have no clue what to expect. It yeah. can be quite the shock. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know why. Well, my stepmom only had one. And I don't know her birth story, like, at all. And then I, my real mom just isn't a mom that you talk to about that stuff. So although she had four kids, like, I just didn't have anyone to ask. Yeah. My mother-in-law, she was dear. She's, I mean, we're still very close to that family. Oh. Um, she, but she also, no one warned me. <laughs> oh, man. About having a baby and postpartum, that probably was, I want to say it was the hardest one postpartum, but I was just clueless. Yeah. I do remember us calling our parents, both of them, in the middle of the night one time, 
because she got like sick, uh-huh. like spit up sick. Uh-huh. And after her, I had a baby that projectile vomited from a dairy allergy. Oh. So it's just funny how we like called them like, oh no, she's so sick. But other than that, um, a lot of late nights, I bottle fed her. They just came in and asked me at the hospital, are you breastfeeding or bottle feeding? And I was like, I've never seen anyone breastfeed in my entire life. I'm like, guess bottle. Yeah. And, you know, back then they just didn't ask. Like, or there was not anyone to tell you anything. Right. So that was the worst part was my milk coming in. Oh, right. And I had no idea. I didn't, I guess at that point I was like, Oh my gosh, what is this? <laughs> like, had no clue. Wow. And, you know, and that it would come in no matter what or anything about it. Yeah. So that was a little confusing. And I remember my mother-in-law telling me to put cabbage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I remember doing that. And I guess it didn't last too long. But um, with Adeline, yes, that was just a very confusing postpartum. A very like a learning curve for sure. Mm-hmm. I learned a lot on her own being so young. And I like to look back and be like, Oh my gosh, like I've grown so much in my, what I do and what I know. But my daughter, she's, she likes to get on to me because I nurse everyone else. I've nursed everyone else. And she's like, thanks a lot. Mom. <laughs> I'm like, I didn't know. That is too funny. <laughs> She's super sassy, but... Uh, okay, well, very interesting first birth story. Let's get into the second pregnancy, a little overview of that one. Okay, he actually turned six today. Oh so, my goodness, well, happy birthday yeah. to him. <laughs> yes, Jackson. Um, so he was born in 2016, and I had a five-year-old little girl. She was super helpful. And I found out he was a boy, and I couldn't believe it because I am the oldest of four girls. So I, at that point, was like, no way. I'm not having a boy. What am I going to do with a boy? We don't have any brothers. Like, I don't know anything about a boy. Uh Now I have three in a row. (laughs) Um, His pregnancy was difficult. I was diagnosed with gestational diabetes. Oh, wow. And I control it with diet alone but I still had to like prick my finger like six times a day record everything um and it was very time consuming but actually I don't know if it was a fluke with me having it because my blood sugar was never high when I checked it it was always actually really low oh wow so I don't know if the, the diet was working just so well and or what but I didn't have any complications from gestational diabetes by no means. It just made things a lot difficult in what I could eat yeah. and um, and enjoy yeah. during pregnancy because I like to indulge. So <laughs> I had an irritable uterus with him. That's when that first happened. And I would have contractions that were stronger than Braxton Hicks. Because mm-hmm. at first we were like, oh, they're just Braxton Hicks. But sometimes they would like it. Something would kickstart them. Couldn't get them to stop. They would have to go into labor delivery because they they would have to get them to stop. So after threatening to be put on bed rest, and I had no time for that, it was like I just had to figure out what would 
kick-started and just, you know, couldn't be crazy active, but I definitely wasn't on bed rest right in the So, um, Jackson in 2016 and Rustin in 2018, their father traveled out of state for work. And so I was completely alone during those pregnancies. Oh man. Yes. And, um, and I say that, but like I had my family. So, mm-hmm. and with Jackson, it was just a little crazy. Cause I also had a five-year-old and you know, that's, that's mom life and mm-hmm. trying to deal with the contractions was a little hard, but we managed got through it. I was going to be induced because his dad was like home, mm-hmm. like for just a short period. Yeah. Cause we, I was in labor, but I wasn't progressing. So they were like, Oh, we'll just induce you. Um, went in, you know, in the morning to go do that. It was like, 6 a.m. And I was like, I definitely want the epidural because I did that with Adeline and it worked great. So I was on my list at that time. And they started Pitocin and I was already contracting enough that it didn't take much. So it like put me into full-blown labor and I started progressing really easy. Wow. But the contractions were really rough. And my epidural did not work. Not at all. And not even a little bit. Not halfway, not anything. And they had two um, anesthesiologists come in. And the last one was like, all right, you do not have much time before you birth this baby. I just, that was just a blur because the contractions were so hard on the Pitocin. Mm -hmm. And I had no pain relief and wasn't, didn't prepare myself. Mm-hmm. mentally at all for that because my mental was I'm gonna go get an epidural and then here we go and yeah it's gonna be just like the last one yeah and the last 10 minutes before um I had him the anesthesiologist asked if we could do a spinal block which is kind of what they do it's very short term mm-hmm. so it's kind of the same like thing but different so it's going to wear off really quickly. So basically, if you don't have a baby in the next 30 minutes to an hour, then, you know, it's gone. Oh, my God. Oh, gosh. But they knew. I mean, it was I, I was at an eight at that point. So okay. I was like, yeah, whatever. We'll do it. do it. So we did it. And he was born 10 minutes later. Actually, I was at nine. They did the spinal block. I have it written down. Okay. 10 minutes later. So I had 10 minutes of relaxation. Oh, wow. <laughs> and he was born at 11.33 oh, wow. a.m. So I got there at 6. Okay. So it was pretty fast. Yeah. And I relaxed. I got to a 10. And they're like, are you ready to have this baby? Yeah. And I pushed him out in three pushes. Whoa. So he was out. And it was over. And it was like, I'm really done. <laughs> Oh, gosh, for a long day. <laughs> wow. And that was my first baby to nurse. So, and I knew I wanted to do that. And I was really excited to try it. And so, of course, that's like the first thing. Like, give me that baby right now. <laughs> and he he latched. And, I mean, we literally had zero issues postpartum. Wow. Um, 
Yeah, I didn't tear with him. And it was, I knew a lot more, so I was more prepared postpartum. Good. Uh, Yeah, so the first few days, I did pack up an entire four-bedroom house and move when he was three days old, though. What? Yes. Yes, so that was kind of crazy. Wow. And then we, because their dad lived three hours from me, and it just wasn't an option and of course, things you just last minute do things, I guess. Pregnancy brain, I don't know. No <laughs> homes were for even sell. So I moved into my parents with a brand new baby because he was on the road. Wow. So it didn't matter. You know, I did, it was just me, Jackson, and Addy. And like I've said, I was really close to my dad. So they're like, yeah, definitely come here. And um, we did until I bought, we bought a house. Like, um, he was probably two two months old by the time we closed and got to move in. So okay. it wasn't a long time. And actually looking back, it was so nice to yeah. have my Because they're very hands-on grandparents. And um, my daughter was in kindergarten. Mm-hmm. And my stepmom is a principal at her school. So, like, oh. she would take her to school every day. It honestly was pretty pretty great oh yeah that it does sound nice like a lot of support right in the house like I could I could do that yeah it was um with Jackson though I did have postpartum depression and postpartum anxiety okay and it took me a while to realize it I hope I don't cry when I'm talking about this because it's kind of one of those like like don't really talk about it a lot just because it is still like hurtful to like look back and be like oh oh my gosh, I didn't realize like how bad it was. Yeah. It wasn't something that I even, I knew about. Mm-hmm. Was I didn't have that with Adeline. Mm-hmm. Never felt those feelings. But um, he did have a dairy allergy. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like maybe like that kind of kickstarted it because it was really rough and mm-hmm. I was nursing completely. Yeah. Um, before I go too far, I will tell you how much he weighed though. Yeah. He was seven pounds, eight ounces, oh. and then he was 20, 21 inches long. Oh, wow. So, and a lot longer, mm-hmm. but basically the same, the same. And yes, so with him, and it might have been part like, you know, you postpartum depression isn't something that you can figure out why you have it. I know that now. But I was living somewhere that, like, wasn't my house, even mm-hmm. though it was a very welcoming place, obviously. Yeah. And there was no issues there. And I had – I can't imagine if I wasn't there. So everything works out the way it's supposed to work out. I truly believe that. Mm-hmm. Because at that point, if I had been in a brand-new house, the brand-new baby and a five-year-old and postpartum depression and no help, yeah, that would have been a lot harder. So. Yeah. So. I'm wondering with your – postpartum depression and anxiety did you were you able to go talk to somebody or get on any meds or how did you overcome it so I did I switched doctors because we moved right and this OB the person that I seen three hours away wasn't available so I also was looking for a brand new OB for me and family doctor for an entire family Mm-hmm. And I'm someone who researches extensively. So I found a woman. We don't use her now, but she definitely 
she was great. So <laughs> she jumped right in and, you know, I was masking really well, like, yeah, life's wonderful. Everything's so great. Oh, no. a, a couple appointments with him being a newborn, she's like, hey, like, I don't know, girl, let's talk. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, let's talk. <laughs> So she's like, we could try some medicine or, you know, like, what do you want to do? Like, here's your op- options, actually. Mm-hmm. And at that point, it wasn't, I did not want to do any medicine. I started therapy, mm-hmm. like a counselor. I had someone to talk to. Um, that helped tremendously because if you're holding all that in, mm-hmm. it's, it's just a lot. And at that point, my sisters, I think... Kristen had kids and so one of my sisters had kids and it just you know it just wasn't something that we talked you know we didn't talk about that stuff Mm -hmm. I mean now we all talk about all the things because we all have multiple children but yeah you know you're like how do I tell someone these feelings that I'm feeling because they're really scary yeah I I know I was diagnosed with postpartum depression and the anxiety I thought like, I could not let him out of my sight. Mm-hmm. Like, something was going to happen to him. And now my family is like, yeah, like, we remember. Like, it was over. You were way over the top of Jackson. Mm-hmm. You know, and they they understand now why. Mm-hmm. But there was a period where they were like, why are you so, like, aggressively, like, don't touch my baby. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, no, no one can touch him. No one can do anything mm-hmm. the right way or something will happen to him. Yeah. No way is he staying with anybody. Yeah. Um, which I was nursing and that went wonderfully with him. Good. So besides the dairy allergy, but figured that out real fast. <laughs> having a nurse since. Um, wow. Yeah. It was just like, well, I keep having babies. And I'm like, I'm just not even going <laughs> to do that. But talking to a counselor helped tremendously. And then finally being able to talk to other people. Like I had a couple friends that, you know, we would talk about it. And that was my biggest feeling in realizing, hey, you're not like broken. It's, you know, there's stuff going on, hormones and all this and your brain. And we're going to figure it out. Yeah. So getting help with him. And realizing, like, that it wasn't just me. Because there was nights that, you know, I'm laying there with my newborn. And it's just me and him. And he's crying, you know, because he's a newborn. And he's not sleeping. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, I've done everything right. I don't understand. And I'm crying. Yeah. And I look back and I'm like, I did that so much. Like, yeah. I wonder if, like, he remembers me crying. Oh. <laughs> you know, obviously not. Yeah. But once I finally was able to talk to my doctor about it, um, I had something that having sisters who had babies after me, first thing we talked about, like, hey, like, let's talk. Like, I'm just telling you, girl, like, this is what I went through, and I just don't want you to do that. Like, yeah. I don't want you to do that. So yeah. let's talk about it. And I know it's definitely been something – that needed to be talked about, mm-hmm. you know, my sisters. So friends too, like, it's just, I'm just glad to be able to say something, just that little something of like, 
gets over, like, if you're overwhelmed, like, what can you do? And then having, you know, the option to just, I don't know, help however. Yeah. It's not going to fix it that day, but it's definitely going to give them some relief. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for sharing. I think we should get into this third pregnancy. How was this one for you? So Rustin, he was born April of 2018. Okay. And another pretty rough pregnancy. Um, I don't know the correct medical term, so I don't want to butcher it. Okay. But it was P... GP, where your pelvic bone separates before labor instead of like the day you have the baby Mm -hmm. and you're in labor. So it was about week 20 when that happened. Wow. And that doctor that I was seeing, seeing a different OB for everybody. So trying to get everyone up to speed on, okay, these are last pregnancies and telling them all the things mm-hmm. then having a new thing come up it was he was like well I think we need to put you in a wheelchair and I was like yeah I don't have time for that because Jackson was um he was 10 months old when I found out I was pregnant wow. so I was like yeah I don't have time for that and I have no one else an adult living here besides me Wow. So no, what can I do? And he really didn't have any options for me. Oh no. And so there was times that I would be walking in my house and my legs would go completely numb to where I could not walk Whoa. or driving. I would have to pull over and wait 30 minutes for my legs to come back so Whoa. I could push the gas pedal. It was really scary. And P- PGP is like the like the name that like if you want to type it into P- like Google PGP in in pregnancy it'll come up but it's pelvic it has to do with your pelvic bone mm-hmm. so since the doctor was clueless I was kind of clueless because I didn't really know what it was yeah and, you know first they just tell you oh it's just pregnancy you know and then he's like wait what do you mean you're like legs are getting that's kind of weird like yeah I know that's what I said so besides that 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 was a rough and the irritable uterus with Rustin it was the same story as Jackson I was laboring when I went in to be induced and this time I was very like I am not having an epidural it didn't work last time so I don't even want to try it and I don't want Pitocin I was like so I didn't really like go in to be induced but it was like they were like, oh, you can come in. But I already knew I was having attraction, so I was like, I'm not getting Pitocin either. Okay. So we're here, and check me, and please, please be dilated. <laughs> so, so they let me stay without Pitocin. Wow. And I went in. I told them I just didn't want any. I wanted an all-natural an all natural birth. <laughs> My attractions were 15 minutes apart when I got to the hospital that morning. It wasn't full active labor, you know, like they would want if you came from home. But um, two hours go by, they convinced me to have a little bit of Pitocin. <laughs> so I was like, fine. Just a little tiny bit. My blood pressure kept dropping. Um, I passed out twice Oh, at that point. So I had no food. That was probably why. Mm-hmm. 
And um, I just kept denying the epidural because I was like, no, I'm not doing that. I don't care how bad. I don't care. But the Pitocin makes your contractions a lot stronger from my experience. Yeah. And my my stepmom has been in the room every time I've given birth. Oh. Just a little tidbit. And she was in there, and it was really bad. She's like, girl, like, you're not okay. I'm like, yeah, these hurt so bad, but I don't care. I'm not getting to ever go. And she was like, okay, but, like, you're struggling. And I was like, nah. And she's, I'm like, okay, mentally, yes, I'm weak. She's like, let's just do it. You should, you're, like, if I, I'm, like, it's hard watching you right now. Like, you're not, I wasn't, um, wasn't doing well with them. Mm-hmm. It was hard. Mm-hmm. So I said, fine, do it. Let's do it. They're like, last chance. I'm like, do it, just do it. And did it, and it worked. I was just so nervous it wasn't going to work, but it did. And it wasn't like total relief, but it was enough to where I could chill out a little bit. Mm-hmm. They were, because they were two minutes apart at that point. Wow. My so they were rough and fast, and I had no breaks. I had no breaks. Well, my doctor came in, and my parents had said, okay, we're going to go down to lunch. Said, okay, that's fine. Don't really remember, like, my progressing, like, how it went because um, I was in a lot of pain. Mm-hmm. So I blocked that part out, I guess. But my doctor came in, and he was like, hey, I'm going to check you before I go to lunch. I'm like, cool. <laughs> He's like, and honestly, like, I'm seeing some stuff on the monitors. I'm not really loving it. Like, oh. Okay. So he says that Rustin's heart rate was dropping mm-hmm. every time. And I'm like, oh, great. They're going to try. Who knows what they're going to try. So I'm really nervous at this point when he goes to check me because I definitely did not want any interventions further than that. And he checks me. He's like, well. Um, are you ready to have this baby? And I was like, yeah, I am. You know, just kind of like not understanding. He's like, okay, well, his head's coming out. So oh. I was like, oh, right now. He's like, right now. Wow. Like, no, my parents just left. Jenner, my stepmom has to be in here. Like she has to be in here. So I tell Rustin's dad, go run and get them before they get to their car. So I'm, like, not even caring if he's going to miss it. I have to have her in there. Oh. He does. They all come back just in time. And it's my stepmom and, the, and then his dad in the room. And I'm laying there about to push. And then all of a sudden, the doctor's like, <gasps> and I'm like, what? And then the baby's in his arms. Oh. Literally that fast. And he's like, I barely caught him. And I'm like, I didn't do that. Whoa. Didn't do that. Like, did so it bear it down at all? Fetal rejection. It was the craziest thing. And I had the epidural, so I really didn't get to feel. But I remember feeling, like, I knew he had, something was happening down there. Mm-hmm. And, um, I mean, I just, I didn't push at all. The nurses weren't ready. No one was ready. He just sat down on his chair and he was like, oh, okay, okay. Like freaking out a little bit. And I'm like, what's going on? He's like, well, your baby's here. So here you go. Wow. And like, no, no way. And my son's got her camera and we're just all like, our faces are up. So, 
craziest. Wow. So he had a true knot in his cord. Oh, wow. So um, the doctor was like showing it off kind of. And he was like, that's what was causing him oh. to, you know, have some stress in there because it, it was a true tight knot. Mm-hmm. And they like asked if they could have take pictures of it and stuff. So I don't know if they just, that's not that common, mm-hmm. which I think I might have forgot, but Jackson and Rustin both had the cord wrapped around a okay. couple times. Okay. Um, but Rustin's was definitely like, they were just looking at it like, look at this. And I still have a picture of it. Um, besides that, that's that verse story. It was very fast. Okay, well, how big was he? And give us all those details and recovery and stuff, too. He was 8 pounds on the dot. He was 20 inches and 20 and a half inches, so just half inch shorter than his brother. So they just got a little bit bigger. Yep. And I started to nurse him. Felt like it was going pretty good. But I had to see a lactation consultant with him because by day three, I was in immense pain and I had bleeding and it was, it was very painful. And thankfully I knew at that point, like, okay, we're not going to stop. We just got to figure out what's going on. Right. And I was a little upset because I thought I was just a pro, you know, but it does every baby's different. Yep. So every mouth is different. He had a lip and tongue tie. Mm-hmm. We got it um, laser removed. Okay. Immediate relief coming out of the of the doctor's office. Like, wow. immediate. But it took three days. Those three days was a lot of tears. And I was like, why is it red? Like, what? And there was lacerations on me. Oh, it, man. That I, because I was kind of powering through it. So, yes. That part was the worst, but by day three, we were going to go, and I didn't do dairy with him, so I didn't even go that route. Um, postpartum with him was was a little bit difficult because I had a 16-month-old to mm. chase at that point, which is different than having a five-year-old to Right. Chase. <laughs> Very different. Mm, yes looking back it was definitely one of those times that you're like how did I get through that mm-hmm. but I also have the same doctor and we were like on top of the postpartum depression like mm-hmm. before he even got here we're like all right so this might you know could happen again like, I actually did start taking I did start taking medication okay. when he was after he was born um because I was going through some things personally mm-hmm. that was causing my anxiety to be just definitely higher. And his doctor, the OB that I used, he was just so good at like talking to me about it and making me talk about it, just knowing my history. And I'm thankful for that because he convinced me to do medicine because I, I have to, I had to be convinced because I was just my mindset. Yeah. Um, and well, I, I'm so glad because it just it's what I needed at that time. So postpartum was ready to roll. Um, had a counselor still that I was talking to a therapist. Um, it was a therapist this time. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it was honestly like 
not bad at all besides chasing a 16 model. <laughs> right. Okay. All right. I love it. Let's get into the final story, the fourth one here. How was this pregnancy? I was really scared this pregnancy because I didn't want to be in a wheelchair from BGP. I did not want to have gestational diabetes and all these things I was so concerned about. Um, told them to my OB and I had physical therapy for my pelvic issue. Great. It, it helped so much. Yes. <laughs> and I was able to do exercises and I, they wanted you to know nightly, but you know, with all these kids, it just, it, I didn't have time for that. So even doing them like three times a week helped tremendously. So I wasn't in pain. Um, I did have an irritable uterus for Coulter, but it, it just wasn't, it wasn't as bad as the last ones. So it wasn't bad. And I found out he was a boy and I was a little sad because I just had two boys in a row. Uh So, but then I was like, okay, I'm just supposed to be like more of a boy mom, I guess. Mm -hmm. He, his pregnancy just, besides the physical therapy, that was the only thing about it. I decided I was going back to the hospital where I had my daughter, which is a ways away. Okay. Instead of the one 15 minutes down the road. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I couldn't do that because they have an all-natural birthing suite ah. over there, and I was really excited to use that. Um, just you know, you have no. I had hired a doula to be there with me. Wow. Um, I was seeing a midwife, a host, a nurse, certified nurse midwife. So she worked with that hospital. Mm-hmm. And she had her baby before me, so she didn't get to be there. <clears throat> so it kind of put a kink in my plans, and I was transferred to somebody else in the office and just didn't vibe. So mm. I found somebody else three weeks before he was born. Whoa. Yeah. That was a little scary because I was like, okay, I just want someone that's going to support me. Because mm-hmm. I've had births every other way, and this is the way I want to do it this time. Yeah. I want zero interventions like zero zero and I don't want anyone to say anything I don't want them to say that line that they say which is fine but I didn't want them to say it to me mm. about you don't trophy I know you don't yeah but but I I I just this is how I want to do it and I don't want anyone to look at me and say anything so she's like, okay, yeah, let's do it. You're great. Like, there's no reason why you can't have a natural birth. I'm like, I know, right? <laughs> so I barely knew her, but seen her three times because it was a weekly appointments. And she started getting like a little bit like, okay, just make sure you get over there when it's time to get over there. I'm like, yeah, of course. Like, I know when I'm in labor. <laughs> but really, if we look back, it didn't because I would be like contracting and going in for an induction. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't like the whole labor at home thing. Yeah. In which I was completely clueless. Yeah. So anyways, I had a few like false alarms, but not any that made me go in. Because mm-hmm. I refused to go in and be sent home. We talked about going and staying in the hotel right beside the hospital because there is one. Mm-hmm. And it just... 
it was hard. We have too many kids at home to just go pack up and yeah. wait. Mm-hmm. So actually, this this particular weekend, we didn't have any other kids with us. They were other other parents, and um, we <laughs> I remember we went and ate Japanese. My son was hurting, and I was tiny then mm-hmm. at this point. Um, I actually just looked on my phone the other day and seen, like, they still were up on the app, oh. like, the numbers. I was like, oh, my gosh, wow. You, you really should have got on to me more because <laughs> they were definitely going to the hospital worthy. But I was like, I'm fine. Oh. <laughs> and we pulled out of the driveway at 7 p.m. And it was because I talked to my doctor on the phone and my husband, Cody, was like, I think we should go and my doctor was like yeah if you think you should you should you should come and she wasn't like get over here now but she was definitely like yeah you should probably come and I'm like I just don't feel like I'm in labor guys I do not feel like I'm in labor like I, d- I don't want to go <laughs> and I went down to our we have 40 acres and we have three ponds and I walked down the closest one it's like I'm gonna go walk I'm just gonna walk and see how I feel but when I def- when I came back up, I was like, yeah, maybe. Fine, let's go. So we start going, and I'm telling my doula, who lives over there, mm-hmm. um, like, I think I'm in, you know, they think I'm in labor. I don't think I'm in labor. But we're going to go that way, so just let you know. She's like, all right. And we probably get 10 minutes down the road, and I, they hit me hard and fast. And I'm oh. like, Sitting in the passenger seat, we were like, I don't even remember what song now, but I just remember being like, oh my gosh, these hurt really bad. Oh. Like, I am in labor. But for some reason, being in a car in that position, my irritable uterus, it like was one of my kickstarts. Mm. And so if I was in a car too long like that, without support behind me, it just... It, it got rough. So I'm thinking it's, it's the car. Like So I'm trying to like get comfortable... And I realized that they're just, they're real contractions and they're here to stay. And I'm kind of concerned, but we probably go, I think we were 20 minutes in and we're on the phone with the doula. And I was like, I think I need to go to the bathroom. I was like, and that really scares me because I know what that means. Yeah. <laughs> if you feel like you have to go to the bathroom that bad. Uh-huh. And she was like, okay, well maybe you should stop and go. And I'm like, maybe, maybe not. And we don't. We keep going. I'm like, just keep going. And then we were maybe 30 minutes into the drive, and my water breaks. Oh. And she's on the phone with the doula. Okay. And I said, my water just broke. And she's like, are you sure? I was like, if I, I'm not, there's not any wetness right now. But if I move, there will be. I was like, I know. It was a big pop. I was like, and my water broke. I was like, if that means I have no time, because once my water breaks, I have a baby in less than an hour every time. Mm-hmm. So my water broke. I moved to the back. We had a suburban to have a bench seat. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I need to get back there because I cannot labor in this little tiny square in the front. Mm-hmm. So I get back there, and my husband's like, what in the world? Okay. <laughs> Full on labor. They're horrible. They're one minute apart oh, after okay. my water breaks. I had no time. Um, we had about 30 to 40 minutes to the hospital at that point. 
And I'm thinking, you know, as soon as it breaks, I'm thinking I have time to get there. I mean, I'll probably just get there. Mm-hmm. But it, it didn't happen that way. My contractions were one minute apart. He's on the phone with the doula on my phone, the doctor on his phone. And they're both freaking out <laughs> because they can hear me. Mm-hmm. And I'm freaking out. And I'm laboring in a movie vehicle. Yeah. Hard labor. That was the worst part, was the hard labor in a moving vehicle on an interstate. Oh, like, my trying gosh. to go. So we get into town, and it's, like, a big town. It's Fayetteville, Arkansas. So it's, like, where the Razorbacks are. Like, it's it's a big college town. It's huge. We're on this road that has probably 20 stoplights to, from one end oh. to the other. We have to go from the start of that road to the very end of that road. And so many stoplights. And, you know, he's stopping. <laughs> of course, can't just break the law. And I'm on the phone with the doula, and we're like, okay, we're going to make it to the Casey's gas station here. And I, we go, there's two. So we go to the, he starts pulling to the first, and I'm like, no, no, I'm fine. Like, I had a little break. I was like, I'm totally fine. So we keep going. We don't make it to the second Casey's gas oh. station. And it, they're probably four minutes apart from each other, maybe three minutes apart. And I tell him, I'm like, honey, you have to pull this car over right now. And he's like, no, there's nowhere to pull over. I was like, well, you're going to have to put flashes on and get on the sidewalk because you have to right now. And he's like, okay. So he stopped. He, there's a stoplight. Thank goodness. He takes a right. And then he takes a left on like this busy, or it was busy, and then it was just a neighborhood. And there's like trees and stuff. We we get stopped, and I I was on all fours in the bench seat. Uh-huh. Cody's in the front. He called nine one one at some point. Uh-huh. I don't really remember when. They're on one of the phones, and the doula is on the other phone, and. She lives right there. She's like, I'm coming to you, like, wherever you're at in the middle of the road. And that's what, I mean, she was coming. Well, so was the ambulance. Mm -hmm. I'm on all fours, and I have the window down, and I'm transitioning. And (laughs) I probably sounded... If someone was sitting on their porch like a wild animal, I remember just trying to get through that. Mm-hmm. And she's trying to talk on the phone, and I'm just like oblivious to what's going on because it was it was the craziest feeling. Just no no pain meds, no coping, no nothing. Just me stressed, laboring in a moving vehicle. It was rough. So I push and he comes out like to his shoulders and Cody's in the front still and I'm in the middle and he just kind of like turns around to like help like slide him out so he doesn't go in the floor of our car. And I know 911's still on the phone like telling him what to do kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And then I had this moment of like stopped. Like I'm like, I'm just, oh my gosh, like what's happening? And comes, you need to push. Like one more time. I'm like, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. 
So you know, and then he comes out. So two pushes, and he's out. <laughs> and um, I immediately we just I roll over and put him on my chest, and I'm in shock, and he's in shock, and the nine hundred one guys like telling us like the steps to do, and we're like way past that. And, he's like okay we're we're hanging up so this is where we are you guys are still coming but we have a baby now so whoa he he hung up and I feel like it felt like it was forever before they got there Mm -hmm. but I don't think it was I did start nursing him already um and he was still attached to the placenta still inside me Uh at that point so they must have just been like five minutes out, maybe. Mm-hmm. But a bunch of guys show up, and their name's Cody, like two of them. <laughs> and that's my husband's name. <laughs> like three Cody's. <laughs> like, you guys, none of you were any help. <laughs> you got there too late. But I rode in the ambulance to the hospital just to, I mean, mm-hmm. I wasn't going to put, I mean, he was still attached. So yeah, that was just the simplest thing to do. And I know my placenta tried to come out while I was in the ambulance, but the guys were like, uh, don't move your legs. (laughs) (laughs) We were, I think we were eight minutes from the hospital where he was born. Okay. So we almost made it. And my doctor met us at the door and like Cody cut the umbilical cord in the ambulance before we left. So I got to do delayed. (laughs) For sure. Uh-huh. And um, got to the hospital, and my doctor met us at the door, and she's like, oh, no way. Like, I can't believe you. I'm like, yeah, hi, here we are. <laughs> they checked me in in the ER because, I mean, honestly, I already had the baby. Mm-hmm. And it was so funny to everybody because they were just so confused. Oh. Not confused, but everyone was like, what do I do with my hands? Yeah. <laughs> she already had the baby. Like, where are we What do we do now? <laughs> We don't know, like, what stuff we're at. Yeah. Like, act like he was just born here. I don't know. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so, they get the placenta out, and um, my doula's there, and she's got um, some things for me. Like, she made a tea. I was super nauseous and throwing up. Mm. Probably adrenaline after that. Yeah. Um, I did throw up quite a bit that night. Like... That was the worst part in the hospital. Oh, man. And it was pretty – I had him at 8-something. So we left the house, like, like 8.08 maybe. So we left the house at 7. Oh, wow. And, um, yeah, postpartum, like, directly after I had him. It was a lot of nausea and just couldn't believe I had a baby in the car kind of thing. <laughs> Yeah. It was wild. It's just been a year someday, so it's still a pretty fresh story. Um, but it definitely made me excited, but kind of sad. I had my natural birth that I wanted. Yeah. Still didn't have it the way I wanted it. So I felt like I'm never going to get this right. So I just, you know, decided we're going to have one more. So December will be my home birth oh so nursing with him no issues no ties um my husband he had 
never dealt with breastfeeding. So I'm sure that was a learning curve for him because it's, it is definitely different when you have a baby that nurses versus bottle feeding Mm -hmm. as far as like wanting mom because he is very hands-on dad. So besides that, um, it's been really good. The last thing I usually ask is if you have any, um, advice for anybody pregnant. My only advice is don't get caught up on the way that you birth. Um, it's going to be exactly how it needs to be. And you can just have more babies later to get it right like I did. <laughs> I'll have to update you on our December date. Thank you so much, Ashley, for coming on today and telling all four of your amazing birth stories. Thank you for having me. It was a blast. Thank you so much, Ashley, for coming on and sharing each of those birth stories. I was inspired by them all. Don't forget to follow at Birth Addict on Instagram. Go to birthaddict.com to see some more pictures and come hang out with us through patreon.com slash birthaddict to get access to all those perks and the bonus episodes. See you guys next time.